are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Brian Peacock back again on this weekly week Thursday episode. Nick Winkler, as usual, my guest. He will come out in just one moment. I do want to remind everybody to subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend about Locked On 49ers. You can find it on all of your favorite podcast apps. You can find it at LockedOn49ers.com. You can find me at BD Peacock on Twitter. You can find Nick at Bay Area Wink. We've got some mailbag stuff to get into. Pro Bowl voting. Looking back week 15. Looking ahead week 16 in the Rams. All with Nick. Let's bring him out. Nicholas Winkler. Come on down. What's happening, my man? There it is, man. There's the letdown game. That was definitely uh, <laughs> not what we wanted, nor expected. I mean, you know, they, they kept saying trap game, trap game. We're like, no, nah, football team's too good for that. But I think we really found, you know, how important Richard Sherman is to that defense, not only just with the way he plays out on the field because the numbers support, you know, that he is a pro bowler, but also just his leadership on the field. I really think it was missed out there. It showed especially – you know, late in the game as they just kept driving down the field. It was just Julio Jones after Julio Jones. Yeah, a lot of Julio Jones. There was, It was weird because Emmanuel Mosley stuck out because there was that one drive where he, right. I think he hit him four times in a row, but they didn't go back to Emmanuel Mosley even that much after that. In fact, I think Witherspoon ended up giving up more catches to Julio Jones, but they moved him around a lot, and they just went to their best player and good player making plays. I don't know right. that, you know... I think Sherman's size might have helped on, on a couple of those plays, just you know having someone who's 6'3 on someone who's 6'3. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if Sherman was the difference in that game. It was just that Julio was better than everybody. And I don't you mentioned think... what was weird. What was weird to me is Julio Jones scoring a touchdown. That just doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, of course it takes the 49ers game right. for that to happen. Everybody that has Julio Jones on their fantasy rosters and like, yeah, why, why can't he get more touchdowns? And uh, targeted in the end zone, and he was targeted in the end zone heavily in this one. So two touchdowns for Julio. Mosley, I think, is going to get unfairly dinged in that game. Mm-hmm. I, I just It was all around, just uh, aside from Kittle. Bosa yeah. was, was hot early. It looked like he might have run out of gas. It was just one of those games that... They didn't, you know, they didn't come to play like they needed to, and you hope like they didn't have the fire, right? And you hope that they're they just haven't gone too hard for so long this season without a a week off that they're out of gas to end it, which would be rough for the last two weeks because there's two big important ones, and the 49ers have that opportunity to win out and still get the number one seed. If they go on the road, it's just going to be a tough task because as bad as the Cowboys have played at times this season, they can be really good and they could beat the 49ers easily in their own house, right? And then the 49ers would have to run the gauntlet again and go on the road to Green Bay, go on the road to Seattle again, go on the road to New Orleans. It just gets very difficult. So I think it's pretty important for the 49ers to win out if they can. And they got a good opportunity this week with the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, you got to like, you know, Rams coming and getting their butts kicked. Right. That's always fun to see. <laughs> <laughs> and the 49ers kick their butts. 78 yards yeah. for Jared Goff. And Jared Goff's hurt right now, too. So he's got this hand thing. And if that affects him, that'll be, I think, a huge bonus for the 49ers. One thing that's key with this defense is the lack of sacks recently. And in turn, mm-hmm. the lack of, I think, creating turnovers through interceptions. They had a ton of interceptions earlier in the year. And maybe playing some better quarterbacks is part of that. But 
I mean, even as bad as Aaron Rodgers played, the 49ers got after him. He didn't throw any interceptions. Uh, Wilson, I think it was Wilson's the last player to throw an interception to the 49ers, which is sort of surprising. So, you know, I I think those things go hand in hand. So maybe they're missing D Ford a little bit. Maybe it's just luck because a lot of times I think the 49ers last year obviously had like one of the worst seasons ever of not getting interceptions and I think some Wasn't of that was just worst? yeah right and some of that was just <laughs> bound to correct itself anyway because there's some luck involved so I think there's some of that too the balls just getting tipped or you know pressured player getting pressured at a certain time so I think maybe that'll get corrected in the last couple of weeks and hopefully they'll they'll get a couple interceptions here and um, yeah pass rush interceptions tend to go hand in hand and you just hope the yeah. 49ers didn't run out of gas. I think that's the big thing. Can they rebound? Did they learn a lesson maybe even that helps them be better in the playoffs because of the lesson learned last week? I think that's – if you want to be paint as rosy a picture of that Week 15 loss, I think that would be it. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it a couple times there, the run out of gas thing, and that is something you worry about when you have that bye week so early in the season. And, you know, there was a time last week where it just – like how many times in a row can you send four guys? Like, I get it. A lot of times those four guys can, can you know, create pressure and, and create havoc in that backfield. But it just wasn't happening on Sunday. And it was like, where are the blitzes? Like, mix something up, you know? It just it just didn't seem like it was working at all. It was somewhat vanilla, Sunday. yeah, on both sides. Defense and yeah. offensive game yeah. plans. And Kyle Shanahan admitted this week. He said, yeah, well, I thought we were going to need to pull out all the stops. So we had all this stuff ready, and I was ready to call some crazy plays because I thought we might need it in New Orleans and obviously he thought he wasn't going to need those things against the Falcons so maybe that's why they didn't put them into the game plan and they weren't on his big old sheet that covers his face when he calls plays so um, maybe this week he's going to have to have some of those ready to go just in case yeah and how crazy was Breida fumbling on back-to-back plays like that's just so weird you never see him put the ball on the ground that was yeah, that was strange. He fumbles it out of bounds. You're like, okay, that was weird. Good yeah. thing it went out of bounds. Very next, the very next time he touches the ball, he fumbles it right in the middle of the field. There was there was yeah. a few, and the inexplainable. I mean, there was no reason for George Kittle to fumble that ball that would have sealed the game yeah. too. Would have sealed the game. Game would have been over. Yeah. What a weird thing to happen. He's about to get a first down. He's like, oh shoot, I got too aggro with about ready to run over somebody and get a first down and I drop the ball and forgot the ball and take the ball with me and truck button at the same time yeah exactly like when you accidentally spin you're like no I didn't want to spin spin like duck into the guy yeah that's kind of what he did there yeah I made that analogy on Twitter too during the game with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's controller being broken maybe not being able to throw the x and b wide receivers only hitting the y button to George Kittle so (laughs) which was working right yeah come on yeah yeah I mean Sanders was nearly you, I think, what, he get two targets in the game or something? Yeah, like, one crazy. catch for Debo Bourne. with a big drop, too. I mean, it yeah, just he was had a, a bad game. One catch for Bourne, one catch for Debo. San- or no, wait, one catch. Did Sanders get any catches? No, he, he had one, one early. He? So maybe there was three. I was thinking there was only two. Oh, no, because Debo didn't get one, huh? No, he got a big run. Oh, yeah, he had one. No, he, he had he, he had one where he rumbled for 27 yards afterwards, didn't he? I don't know. I man. thought there was only just, two wide like receiver they catches. Were all not there. Anyway, there's either two or and three. Does Dante you... Pettis still play football? <laughs> just wondering. If you can't get him. deeper into the doghouse than Dante Pettis right yeah, now. Yeah, man. I mean, he might brutal. as well not be on the roster. He's taking up a spot and not really doing anything. Right. That's weird. That is a very weird one. That is a weird one. Uh, John. So we got to talk about the Pro Bowl voting. I, that's a longer conversation mm-hmm. we don't have time for for the next uh, minute or so. There was some Coach of the Year voting at, or Executive of the Year voting that were voted on by other executives. And John Lynch. Oh, I didn't hear about that. 
you did not hear about that. So this no. is, uh, let me see who exactly it was that voted for this award. It was, you know what, let me see if I can find it here. I can't find exactly who was voting on this thing. We'll hit some mailbag as well coming up. If you're a Spotify listener, use Spotify Wrapped to show us your top locked on podcast for the year. Take a screenshot and tag me at BD Peacock and at Locked On Live on Twitter, and we will share and retweet. I've already seen a bunch and retweeted some. So cool to see how many minutes and how much time you guys spend with me, and I do love seeing it because uh, I don't always know. I mean, I, I don't get to spend as much time with you as you get to spend with me. So uh, thank you, and I'm sorry <laughs> for that. Uh, but please, yeah, I would love to see your Spotify wrapped. Tag me on Twitter, and we'll share it. Okay, here we go. This is NFL.com. It looks like it was an NFL.com poll, so it's not the official awards for anything, but it was 24 high-ranking executives in the NFL, and they were. it included 13 general managers. All 24 individuals participated in on the condition of anonymity for competitive reasons and to provide an honest assessment, so voting on certain awards. So these aren't the end-of-year awards, but this is what these okay. executives thought. And... Nick Bosa was Defensive Rookie of the Year, according to these executives, and John Yin, no doubt. and John Lynch was voted Executive of the Year. Well, there you go. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that wouldn't shock me if that's how it ended up at the end of the year. Wouldn't shock me if Kyle got Coach of the Year. You know, I mean, that's that's these guys have done a great job during this franchise. Right? And Kyle Shanahan was third, I believe. Let's see, it was Bills coach Sean McDermott was Coach of the Year, Tomlin, and then it was two. John Harbaugh with five and a wow. half votes second. And Kyle Shanahan with five is a half a vote behind John Harbaugh. That's surprising that yeah. Tomlin wouldn't be in the top three. With what I would assume Tomlin. Oh, here we go. Tomlin. Yeah, so Tomlin was next. And then uh, uh, okay. let's see who else was. Else. I don't see what else. But yeah, Tomlin was four. Okay. Yeah. And John Schneider, the Seahawks GM, was second to John Lynch. Ha, take that, sucker. Yeah. But it's interesting because everything, obviously John Lynch gets credit, but it's a real group effort, I think, for the 49ers, right? Of course. Everybody's involved in scouting. Kyle Shanahan is had a big part in who he wanted to draft and his guys, and some of those haven't turned out great. I think we've talked about this before, but I think maybe Shanahan needs to take a step back in the scouting, give his opinions. And I think it's pretty obvious that the scouting department knows what they're doing and and let John Lynch, let uh, Adam Peters, let that crew make the selections and then you go utilize those players as best as possible, you know. But like go trading up for CJ Beathard, trading up for Joe Williams. Trading up for Dante Pettis, those were guys that John Lynch went out and got for Kyle Shanahan. I think they right. have to have some really difficult conversations in the draft room and be like, "Hey, Kyle, thank you for your Let's opinions. Take a look at your track record. <laughs> yeah. here. Thank you for your opinions. We're not going to trade up for your guys anymore. We're going to draft right. where they where we if they fall to us, maybe we'll pick your guy. But uh, I, I think it's pretty clear that there is some good scouting going on with the 49ers. And think about George Kittle, who if you drafted him number three overall, I don't think anybody'd be upset about it. He's the best player on the football team, right? Right. And he was a fifth-round pick. And maybe Akella Witherspoon, a starting cornerback, if he was your late first instead of Reuben Foster. And then sure. maybe if Foster was, say, a fifth-round draft pick that washed out as a linebacker, yeah, who cares? If uh, Solomon Thomas was a third, fourth-round pick, you'd be like, okay, that's fine. So if you look at it that way, even though that draft is sort of an oddball occurrence of good players later and the guys on top, not meeting their draft status 
it still turns right. out to be a pretty good draft, which is crazy to think that you sort of whiffed on both first round draft picks. Two first round draft picks, you whiffed on them, and it turned out to be a, a really good draft still, which is a real oddity. Yeah, I thought we'd made a rule we weren't going to say the F word anymore. You dropped it twice on us right there. Would, oh. first round draft pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hey. I thought we don't speak about it. You've got to learn from your past. You can't ignore it. <laughs> right? I don't know, man. Uh, that's a tough one to swallow. Well, how about the F word the next year in Fred Warner? Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Boom. And, and he's you really totally redeemed yourself. <laughs> and he's gone a long way into <laughs> making up for. Oh, he's so good. Yeah. He's so much fun to watch. So he's really good, and that was a pretty good draft. Aside from you know, there was the Dante Pettis one we talked about, but uh, Mike McGlinchey is a hit. Warner was a hit. Tarverius Moore is a fine backup safety right now. He might be the mm-hmm. starter next year. I don't know. We'll see. I know the 49ers love Jimmy Ward. He's a free agent again, though. Do they go out and spend a bunch of money on him? It's going to be an interesting Jimmy off-season. Ward Pro Bowl alternate. Right. Yes. I think that's. Let's get into that. Let's get into the Pro Bowl stuff here. I've got the list of Pro Bowlers here. Nick Bosa, by the way, the highest vote-getting defender. That's awesome. I mean, you is... watch him play. I, and you know what, too? I liked how he handled the loss afterwards, too. Just like, no, it's my fault. I played bad. Yeah, It's I on bad. me. There's losses on me. Right. No, I do love that. And for the, I think we need to preface this whole thing with the the Pro Bowl's BS. I agree. And even from the whole, thing. the whole thing, like everything about it. Yeah. The, the actual game is awful, right. unwatchable. Like, why have the game? You can't half-ass a football game, first of all. Half of these guys aren't going to show up. If the 49ers are in the Super Bowl, none of those guys are going to show up, right? right. Um, and the Super Bowl teams usually have a lot of guys in the Pro Bowl, so half the alternates or all the alternates usually get in there. Yeah, they probably need to find more alternates after that. And I would much rather tune into like, a skills competition. Like, I would rather see NFL players have a softball home run derby or a dunk contest or a three-point shooting contest. They used to do like a, a quarterback competition Yes, the Pro Bowl. Right, yeah. That was my favorite. So much a better than the game. Yeah, yeah, do a I skills do competition. Accuracy yeah. with the quarterbacks throwing at targets and stuff like that. That's way better. The game is, is BS. And plus... You mentioned I, softball. Did I even watch him like play billiards or something? <laughs> you know, like just yeah. show me your real skills. Like, are you going right. to darts? Let's see it. Some of these guys are crazy athletes. I would love to see a dunk contest. I think that'd be really oh, cool. Oh, there you go. Then you worry about people hurting themselves, though. Well, they could hurt themselves in the game, too. I might even just rather watch a couple guys play Madden and just talk trash the whole time. Oh, yeah. Mic them up and yeah. watch guys play Madden. Yeah, that would be fine, too. So anything better than the actual game. But the actual voting, too, I, the as much as it sucks to say fans are bad at, at this, you know, because <laughs> they vote for their own team only. They don't know the whole league that well. Right. A lot of times guys get in the Pro Bowl off of past reputation or they get in a year late and not to mention that there's still an eighth of the season to go. Like two games is for a small sample of 16 games. There's still two games. Right. Mm -hmm. And so most of these votes were done maybe before three quarters of the season was done. Yeah, you're right. So, and, you know, and it's just a Travis Shea mockery that Eric Armstead's not in there. Right. So that's exactly, it. I, that right there says it all. I think he's the big snub for the 49ers. And I'm looking at the NFC defense right now. And the oddball thing is they only took six defensive linemen anyway. So weird. you have three ends, Cam Jordan. I guess they Nick don't really Rosa, rush, though, do they? Danielle Hunter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not really. I guess you're right. I, it's weird, though. Six defensive linemen to play a whole game. So that means there's only yeah. one backup. That just doesn't seem like enough. And then three interior guys, Aaron Donald, Fletcher Cox, Grady Jarrett. We saw Grady Jarrett had a really good game against the 49ers last week. Yeah, That's did. the thing with the defensive line is it's so stacked. And this is – it's hurt DeForest Buckner as well in the past as far as like the NFL 100 goes and, and Pro Bowls and All Pros and things like that. There's so many good players. So it's like, well, 
you don't necessarily say, oh, yeah, Armstead should be in in front of any of these guys because they're all really good, too. Right. So maybe there's another position that has too many players. Like, should you even take a fullback? Like, I would give Armstead's spot to Kyle Juszczyk. Yeah. You know what He's I mean? meant more to this team, yeah. But Kyle Juszczyk got in, so that's cool. But no, I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. yeah uh, he, played a hell, he, he, he showed up the other day, recovered a fumble. Come on, that was awesome. Oh, no, Juszczyk's awesome. As far as fullbacks go, he's like he gets in every time because he's by far the best fullback in the so NFL. He's like, one of three of us is going to get in this year. Right. <laughs> Do they need to kick? How about we give the kickers spots away? There you go. There's a long snapper. I mean, yeah, these guys, if, if nothing else, the, the cool thing about this is most of these guys haven't built into their contract, so they're going to get some money. How many? For, let me you ask know, you this: winning how, this award. How many kids in New Orleans, Philadelphia, Washington? How many kids have posters on their wall of Will Lutz, Rick Lovato, Tressway? <laughs> you know what I mean? If I yeah, I do. I'll be one hundred percent honest with you. If someone twenty four hours ago said, "Hey, Rick Lovato, what do you think?" I would be like, "I don't know who that is." You're I mean, on. He is a. Did he marry Demi Lovato? And he took her last name. Maybe. He is an NFL Pro Bowler, and I literally read his name for the first time in my life. Oh, yeah. I don't know that one. So put Eric Armstead in. I take it? (laughs) Yeah, long snapper. Uh, I know Will Lutz. (laughs) The punter, Tress Way. I've seen that name a couple times. I didn't realize he was having a Pro Bowl season as a punter. I know the Washington Redskins are punting quite a bit. How How do you win long snapper? Like, you just don't miss any snaps? That would actually be really cool for... The skills competition, the long snap accuracy contest. Like, yeah. see if they can snap it 50 yards at a target between their legs. Right, and have like, yeah, have like a pyramid of, of cans or something. It's like, how <laughs> many can you knock over from 50 yards? Dude, it would be a beer drinking contest, right? Like, if you knock over the cans, <laughs> then the other guys have to pound them. You knocked over four. Go, guys. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah, anyway, so the Pro Bowl's a Pro Bowl's a joke, but... You know, congrats to the 49ers that got in. I think it's really cool to see the honors for the for the players. You know, give yeah, sure. give players they their props that they deserve. Um, maybe maybe make it the alternates and the Pro Bowlers are all in. Like that's how many players are Pro Bowlers, right? Because you're not yeah. fielding a team because you shouldn't be playing the game in the first place. Give enough, have enough spots to be able to name enough people to be like, hey, good season, let's move on. So speaking of the NFL, uh, this I think this weekend is one of my favorite weekends of the year, just because it's like we have football almost every day this week. You know, it's like I feel like almost every day we're we're looking at it. it's like Saturday, Sunday, right? Like and then Monday, three yeah, days Saturday, in a row. Sunday, Monday, yeah, um, action packed. Saturday is so much yeah, better like, than the Thursday games too. They get rid of Thursday, they start doing it Saturday, which is where it should be. Like I don't care about college football, and I think there's this, this weird handshake deal with college football and in high school football. They don't have NFL on Fridays because of high school football. They don't have NFL on Saturdays because of college football. And now that those aren't playing, then they do it. Yeah, it's like, and that kind of makes sense. I, I I understand for TV with the college thing, have a but similar audience. But yeah. high school football, put some games on. Yeah, but then it's people like to have kids in high school. They gotta go watch their kids, you know. Like, yeah, plus, then go plus, watch your kids. It's one game. Who cares? <laughs> pick one. Pick one and do it. Any game. It's I like, love every game. I'm gonna watch every game. It's this just weekend. so much I'm better. Watch Jags and Falcons this weekend. <laughs> it's so much better for the NFL players to not have to. Bengals, Dolphins. I'm watching. Right. 
Giants, Redskins, let's do it. And how many scintillating high school football games are out there? You could probably have your little wireless device in the stands and watch both and not. <laughs> That's a good call. With technology nowadays, you're right. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get to some mailbag. I'm in. Now is the time to get off the sidelines and get in the game with my bookie. MyBookie is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sports book on the planet. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with the best at MyBookie. If you like to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay, pick your locks for the week, put them together in one parlay bet, and when they all come out together on top, the rewards will be huge. The best part is, if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put in $1,000, they'll give you $1,000 to bet at MyBookie. That's double your initial deposit you can use on all your favorite picks. Use promo code Locked On to activate the offer. That's promo code Locked On to double your first deposit. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. This is greetings from Belgium, by the way, so shout out to Belgium. And he addressed you in this, and I read it Tuesday instead, and I realized, you know what, i got to throw this at Wink because he asked for Wink in his question. Would you rather be assured to win the Super Bowl this year but having to go through a multi-year drought or be a Super Bowl contender every year with no guarantee to win it? Take the championship. Oh, I picked the other. I picked the contender every year. Because you're not guaranteed to not win it either. That's true, but, man, winning that championship, there's something to be said. Even if it's just one time, you, you know, you, you went all the way. You got to experience the ultimate bliss as a fan. It's like, it, I take it back to when the, the Giants went to the World Series back in 2010. It was like, that would have been enough. You know, that would have just been like, oh, right. it's great. You know, we can suck forever after this. This is amazing. And like, you know, with the Niners in, in 14, it's like, you know, it, it, it's just so heartbreaking to always be a contender and always come up short. Isn't it better, though, than just to be bad? Like, Obviously, you never want to be bad, but oh man, there's just you play to win the game. You know, you play to win the championship. You want to you want to win it all. I would roll the dice that your contending team every year would eventually win one, and you'd be good the rest of the time too. So that's why I would. But what if one. you go like the Eagles route, or you go like the Buffalo Bills route, and you never the Bills, win? It. Yeah, the Bills one right? is, is the rough where you lose four in a row. Yeah. Would you have rather been the Bills that Super Bowl and couldn't pull it off? You know, like. <laughs> So it it would be worse for you to lose four straight Super Bowls than to be like three and thirteen for four straight years. I think so, right? I, <laughs> I don't mean, know. There's not just me. Such there's such heartbreak in that. I think but after the third one, humiliation. You would get used to it, right? After the third one, you'd be like, ah. the first one hurts, right? Three and thirteen too. You the, know, the very first My time. a Lions fan. He gets used to that. <laughs> yeah, the Lions haven't had won a playoff game since like six nineteen sixty something, right? Yeah, like, well, they've won one they were, you know, one playoff game since the '60s or something crazy like that. Can you believe it? How do they still have fans? Right, it's it's amazing. Um, See, you stand by them, and you know they would trade that championship for all those losing seasons. Would they? I don't know, because a lot I mean, of them didn't see won it. one. Of course they would. A lot of them didn't see it. Oh no, I'm just saying. Like, if you pose this question right now to a Lions fan, they'd be like, "We go, we lose anyways. Of course, we'll take a championship." <laughs> Yeah, well, it's it's the the immediate. It's sort of like, oh, hey, do you want this milkshake right now? Or is, it's the it's the give a man a yeah, you want a to fish, fish or you want to learn how to or fish, teach him right? how to fish. Yeah, whatever however that saying goes, that's kind of how it is. Look at that something to do with sushi. I don't know. Yeah, some kind of weird saying. 
Let's no, see. I, I think obviously I would take either one, you know. But if I had to choose one right now, I'm taking the championship. There's just the, you get that whole like, you know, we are the champions from Queen planning, you know. And, oh yeah, man. Let me put it this way: wasn't it a lot more fun in the Harbaugh years than it was in 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18? But they didn't get that championship. I know. So you can't you can't compare the two because then you didn't get that championship. But you've had you a, get the championship. You can you can deal with the losing after he's like we already we just won one a couple years ago. We're fine. <laughs> but you've had a, you've had a championship though. You know what a championship's like. That's true. It's been a long time though, hasn't it? Ninety four. Nah, yeah, it has been a while, man. Ugh, there's a long man. That's weird to think about that. There's adults uh, that are like old that haven't seen a championship. Right, they have no idea. They're like, oh, yeah, I was born in 94. Like, oh. I mean, they're not old, but they're adults. Right. Okay, here we go. I've got one from Mark in Philly. He says, what's up, Peacock? What's up, Wink? Mark! Yeah, what up, Mark? Different Mark. It's Mark. This is Mark. This is oh, Philly Mark's Mark. the same treatment, though. <laughs> you got to bring it, Mark. You're bringing that name. He says, should we be concerned with Staley's play with big-time pass rushers? Clowney and Beasley have beat him bad on a few plays. Uh, might be time to draft a replacement. And on that note, how does Shanahan Lynch draft history look now? I know some people have been critical about the picks, but we have drafted some really good late round gems and serviceable players. Spoon, DJ Jones, Kittle, Timor, Greenlaw, just to name a few. Keep up the great work. So thank you for the question, Mark, from Philly. Yeah, we did talk about some of that with, with John Lynch there. And you know what's weird is you can't really even give john lynch as much credit for the undrafted guys either because that's position coaches and that's the deep right. scouting staff so you got to shout out those scouts that are that don't really ever get any credit and they're going to smaller schools and they're finding guys and they're recommending people to get signed after the draft as well so gms should get a lot more credit for the early rounds than position coaches and guys that are finding gems late should get some extra credit for some of those players too so just really weird drafts but as Mark lays out here some really good players, too, and it turns out to be three solid drafts, I think, for the 49ers, despite some misses that people got really angry about. Uh, the 49ers have obviously built up a pretty good roster here. Talking about Joe Staley, though, what do you think about Joe Staley? I think it is time we start looking for his replacement. I think you got to consider tackle in the draft. Yeah, you definitely got to consider, but you also got to remember what school and, and Brunskill did. You know, I mean, they, they definitely showed that they can play football in this league, and if they, you know, get another year under their belt, maybe, you know, add, add some more skills to their repertoire. I think that you may have something there in one, one of those two guys, maybe with both. I think Brunskill, ideally, you maybe play him at guard or mm -hmm. have him be that backup swing tackle, or maybe he starts while you develop a guy. But I just think, yeah, you, you can't go wrong with offensive line, basically, is, is the way. Right. And, and defensive line. We've seen it. The 49ers spent five picks in a row in the first round on defensive linemen and it's a good thing right and they're all sure. playing good and they're all so like offensive linemen defensive linemen can never go wrong there even if you draft a tackle and Staley plays another year or even another two years that guy can play guard that guy can give you some really good and uh, Mike Person's a free agent coming up um Lakin Tomlinson sure. I think second to last year I think cornerback is a position uh safety defensive back there's uh, let's see. So Jimmy Ward's a free agent coming up this offseason in the 2021 offseason. So after next year, I think Kwan Williams, Jaquaski Tart, 
Yeah, they're definitely going to need to address that Sherman, secondary for sure. Yeah, Sherman, so you've got three or four guys that are going to be free agents the next year after, so you want to have somebody already developed there too. So I would say offensive line, defensive back, defensive line, just because you can never go wrong there. I would put those at the top if I was thinking about the draft and what the 49ers might want to look at in the first round. I wouldn't really be shocked with a lot of positions, though. They could still go linebacker. They could. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't do it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they went running back. I think Todd McShay had the 49ers taking J.K. Dobbins, running back from Ohio State, in his most recent mock draft. So wide receiver even. You could go a lot of different directions depending on what they do in the offseason, and uh, they got to figure out some of their own free agents first. Kicker. If you're going to draft a punter in the fourth round, how valuable is a kicker, right? Janikowski-style first-round kicker? Yeah, it's probably go. one of those situations where it's like, who's the best player on our board? Like, best player, let's not right. worry about a specific spot. Yep. Let's just go get the best guy. And you can do that when you start having a really nice roster and you don't have to pigeonhole, pigeonhole yourself into a certain a certain position group, which is a nice you place to be. You definitely don't want to pigeon your hole. You don't want to pigeon any holes at all because that's when you mm-hmm. get bad draft picks for sure. That's troublesome. Let's finish this off with Tyrone. He said, I know your policy on buying a jersey. And after the win against the Saints, I thought it was no brainer. Now that we lost to the Saints, having second thoughts, what is your thought on buying a Jimmy G jersey and in what color? Don't do it. That's yeah. my, it's, it's a hard rule. It's a rule because it's a rule, right? You don't break buy this a jersey. rule. But, but yeah, first of all, buy a jersey because it doesn't because cost you one hundred fifty dollars. Because look, I a Goodwin jersey, and you know he's probably not going to be on the football team anymore. If I bought a jersey, that would have really sucked. Just don't do it. If you do, though, go red. The red, the old school red. Yeah, yeah. Old school red jersey white, is the prettiest. Why you got to worry about spilling like pizza dip on it and stuff? Like, don't worry about that. Black's cool, but. Come on, you just go classic red. Unless you got a whole bunch of red jerseys already and you want to change it up, I would understand that. And I understand wanting to buy jerseys at the new guys, but it's a rule yeah. for a reason. Go with the old school right. guys. You can't go wrong. You'll never. Unless you just got a ton of money and you don't care, then just yeah, just buy one in every color. Right, exactly. Wear white like if you're trying to dress up and look fancy. Get some nice white shoes, some Air Force Ones to go with it or something. <laughs> some what jeans. about personalizing your jersey that has your own name on it? Do you play for the 49ers? See, I see that a lot, though. I see, you know how the I Seahawks have the 12s? That. It must have been a gift. A lot of Seahawks right? fans do that. They put 12 on their back and put their own name. I see a lot of 49ers jersey that'll say 49 and it'll have their own name on it. Not a fan. Let's wrap this up, Nick. We're out of time. Thank you so much for joining me, as always. Yeah, my pleasure, buddy. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Nick and I ramble about random 49ers related <laughs> stuff and we'll do it again next week as we will continue and we're getting pretty close to where there's going to be no more crossovers in the off season we'll be doing back the winky wednesday thing and i'm trying to get it changed network wide we'll see how much yeah. pull i have to make it so it's a permanent winky wednesday and we're doing the crossovers on thursday that might happen get next it year done, Peacock. right and uh, i will be back tomorrow we're going to look at the scenarios for seeding in the nfc playoffs we'll give you all those scenarios and we will give you the keys to victory for week 16 Saturday. It's coming up quick already. The season, the regular season's almost over. I can't believe it. But anyways, I'll be back tomorrow here, Nick, next week. Thanks everybody for listening. Talk to you then right here. Locked on 49ers. See ya.